Okay, so for the intro quote, I was going to pull a Toomey quote from <laughs> Langoliers, but they were all terrible and... <laughs> His, the whole movie's terrible. His overacting did not fit for the intro, so I'm going to do Carrie instead. Okay. Pot it up. Pot it up. <laughs> is that a good one? <laughs> this is the Watchers on the Couch. And we are back for the 10th episode. Oh, I didn't notice you were wearing the shirt. I am wearing, for the listeners who can't see me right now, I'm wearing a sweet shirt. It is sweet. Uh, from the ending of the movie version of The Shining, where Wendy looks in a room and sees two gentlemen, we assume, one in a creepy bear costume, which is the shirt I have, mm-hmm. the other one of finely dressed gentlemen sitting on a bed mm-hmm. they're getting ready to do something weird together <laughs> <laughs> we are not getting ready to do something weird we're getting ready to podcast for the 10th time 11th if you count the intro episode mm-hmm. about castle rock Yay. which i don't know why you'd be listening to the finale episode first i know we've talked about this go back we keep talking about it but uh we might as well introduce ourselves for the people that are stragglers, I guess. My name is Chris. My I'm, name is Debbie. And you are Debbie. That is correct. <laughs> Jump the gun. Oh, uh, there's no organized fashion to that. It's been different every week, I think. So I'm glad your cup's in front of your shirt because I have a feeling I would be distracted. Oh, by I'm you. moving it. Oh. <laughs> just, Actually, I'm not moving it because I don't know stare. where. If I set it there to my right, mm-hmm. it has the danger of the cat. Yes. If I set it over there, it's too far for me to reach it. Mm-hmm. And I know this is super interesting to people, <laughs> so we are going to move on. First thing we're going to cover before we get to the episode is, where is it in my notes? Here we go. I ordered a new book of Stephen King's that he wrote along with Richard Chismar. Mm. It is titled... Gwendy's Button Box. It is a novella. And is Gwendy the name? Gwendy is a name. It's is a it very short? interesting name. Is it short for Gwendolyn? It's a combination of Wendy and Gwendolyn. Oh. It's addressed in the book. Okay. So you you know. You can read it and find out for yourself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, it it was a really interesting read. Where do you think this takes place at? Maine. Castle Rock. Oh. In particular. That was a nice surprise. Um, a couple things out of this book. Bridget Desjardins mm-hmm. is in this book. We know that last name. Right, exactly. People that watch this show and uh, listen to this podcast should know that last name from, I think, like episode five or something. Which it never got explained, really. No, it didn't. Who that guy was. One of the many things that go unexplained. He meant anything. <laughs> uh, this book kind of takes place in like the late 70s and um i should mention that also 
Sheriff George Bannerman from Cujo, and there's at least one other book he's in. I can't remember off the top of my head, but he's also referenced in this. So why didn't he write it with somebody else? I don't. I didn't actually look into it, but um, you know, he recently wrote a book alongside his son as well. Yeah. And um, I feel like he collaborates well with other writers because this came out just sounding like a Stephen King book. Hmm. So it shouldn't deter anyone from checking it out. Again, it's nice and thin. It looks like a quick one. Yeah, it's a novella. It's like 100 and something pages. But I was able to read it in like, you know, a day or two. Mm-hmm. Um, you could probably, I know a speed reader, like you could get this done in probably like a few hours. Uh, again, it's called Gwendy's Button Box, so you can order that on Amazon Prime, and it'll get to you, like, in a day or something. It's a very odd title. It is, but it's what, the button box is what the entire story is centered around, so... I know, but Gwendy's Button Box? Gwendy's, yeah. So it's it just sounds kind of kinda dirty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't know we were going there. <laughs> Uh, back to Mark Bernardin. We mm-hmm. asked him about the RV, or at least I did, because I'm controlling things like that, I guess. Well, you Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I Twitter. I don't Twitter. Right. So, I reached out to Mark again. I asked him about the RV. Uh, I actually have the exact quote on my phone, um, so let me pull it up real quick. Pause. I like how you're using a hold slip from the library as yeah. a note thing. Oh, I use it for notes. I use it for <laughs> uh, bookmarks. So that's why I end up writing notes on it because I'm reading and using it mm-hmm. as a bookmark. Do you guys have those at yours? No, we don't. I don't know why we do it this way, but we it prints out a receipt label, mm-hmm. which we then disregard and put our own sheet on and just write the numbers that on the seems spine. um you know weird yeah. <laughs> but hey listen it's the jeffco <laughs> library you guys are different it's nice though at least the one that you work at is nice yeah it is nice i visited the i guess it was a few years ago now but the um the one that's in arnold mm-hmm I guess it's next to where the new Jeffco is there or something. Yeah, well, they built the library and then they built the community center attached to it. So yeah. they have like the swimming pool in there too. Oh my gosh. And then yeah. So you can read Jeffco, books and then go swimming? Yeah, they have problems with their seats getting wet and like moldy oh, because no. people go straight from the swimming pool and sit down on upholstered seats. I'm going to in a library, I'm which gonna... is where you want to be with books, like just completely sopping wet. <laughs> I'm going to guess that people walk in there without their shoes on all the time. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it drives people insane. It would also drive me insane. Also, I don't want to sit on a moldy seat. No. I mean, can you imagine sitting down and just being like, why is this wet? This is a terrible experience. Nobody likes to sit on something wet. No. (laughs) So. (laughs) That brings me back to the Twitter. (laughs) At Mark Bernard in Castle Rock question again. We were wondering, how did the RV get into the woods? It looks very nice. It had no damage from trees slash foliage, but there doesn't seem to be any clear roads or gravel paths to where it is parked. Love the show. Thank you for reading. Mark replied uh, about, I guess it was the next morning. He replied with one word, <laughs> carefully. <laughs> so, I mean, what more could you ask for? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I feel like that did away with all of our questions about the <laughs> RV. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, because any question you have, you can respond with carefully. Well, I mean. How did it get there? Carefully. Why isn't it scratched? Well, they were careful. Yeah, exactly. You know? It just. But. Well, let's not, answer. let's not dig any further into that. Let's just move on. Did, okay, so in this episode, they. Well, no, maybe it was a flat. I don't know. They they showed the paintings again mm-hmm. in this episode. In the beginning and, montage? Yeah, and I'm like, they're so close. I'm like, all of these are close-ups. <laughs> exactly. So, But he said he didn't actually know. So that's yeah. just kind of the tried-and-true method is to CG stuff when it's mm-hmm. far away, paint it when it's normal or whatever for a painting. But, yeah, we'll never actually know that answer, I don't think. <laughs> okay, so let's get to some listener contributions this yeah. week. I posted on the Couch for Watchers Facebook group. It's a private group. If you're coming to the show late and you just happen upon our show late, you can always join, post something in there, and we'll check it out, and we'll message you months later. doesn't matter. Anyway, I had to be very picky because we got hit, including our contributions in the conversation, mm-hmm. there was like 70 comments mm-hmm. in all. So I had to... Be very picky about what I'm including today, so sorry for those I left out. But Sarah, who we love, mm-hmm. of course, Sarah, we love you. Uh, <laughs> she she was uh, she brought up the kid and the noise. Yeah. Um. And she asked, you know, how does he know about the noise, or does he? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And but he he does. He does, and Tim actually chimed in after that, and I think they maybe have watched some more together and realized, oh yeah, he listened to all those tapes yeah. in the garage. Thousands of them. Exactly. So, And that's going to come into play later on in this episode as well. But, um, yeah, it's still pretty unclear whether he hears it or not. I don't, I mean... Depending on what you think about this episode, he may or may not. Yeah, I so. don't think so. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, she also mentioned that the kid was copying Reverend Deaver, Deaver's words mm-hmm. a lot in episode 9 as well. And that is going to come back in episode 10 too. Mm-hmm. But a uh, very strange exact wording between the two. That yeah. she thought we should, you know, at least bring up again. And I agree. It definitely hit me weird that he was saying things almost exactly the same, you know. But it makes sense now. And that, yeah, but that could also go back to listening to the tapes as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then Tim's theory was that all of this, that there, the town was not inherently evil. And that nobody on the show is inherently evil. This is before we watch episode 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just the imbalance of the dimensions because these people are in the wrong dimensions. That is if you believed Kid's story. Yeah, which I do. So I, I agree with that. Okay. <clears throat> well, I did. And I'm going to, I believe that my stuff has changed now. <laughs> so, but we will get to that when we get to that. That is the end of the listener contributions. Thank you. I just want let's pause for a second. Paused. I just want to thank everybody that contributed and talked to us on the boards and stuff. 
Yeah, because they had some great ideas and thoughts. We had people message us, like Jacole, <laughs> who I did not know before we started this show. You know what I mean? Um, people and then the random one who just posted one message and then never replied anything after that. I know. Where'd Can't they go? Can't remember his name. Where'd he go? Where did she go? I don't know. <laughs> just disappeared. Just gone. So, anyway, I just want to send... They ran into the schisma. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They're in a different timeline. Who even knows at this point? Okay, so heartfelt thank you to everyone. Um, We are going to do the drawing at the end of the episode as well. So stay tuned for that. Um, For the people that are qualified for it, I should say. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, thank you. We love that people actually gave a shit and talked to us. Because mm-hmm. we could just be talking to each other. We and could then be, nobody... and that's totally fine. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed talking to you as well, but yeah. at the same time, when we throw stuff up online, stuff up online, I would like some participation, and that happened. Yeah, we didn't even have to like beg or anything. <laughs> so Bribe. we did give them some. Yeah, exactly. Well, we didn't. We we gave them some incentive. We'll say yes. that. So that it's not maybe illegal. we did bribe a little bit in a in a fashion. Anyway, I think that's it. Oh, also, before we get any further, want to mention we're recording back in my apartment again because I'm a dummy. <laughs> and on the last recording day, I forgot the Zoom recorder. Without it, we can't do this. So It would just be talking to each other. <laughs> it would, on a cell phone. <laughs> and it would sound awful. So, we relocated mm-hmm. at a moment's notice. Here we are. Here we are. We're giving Ash... A second chance. Oh, yeah. He's... Which he's failing Right now, at. he's very scared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he actually should be, though, because he's been very bad oh, the no, past he... couple of days. I saw that. He's been getting on counters. He's getting on the kitchen counter a lot. He's eating things that are up there that he should not be. Bananas. He's eating... <laughs> Cats like bananas. Without peeling it. Wow. <laughs> he just ate through it. Because <laughs> um, they make a lot of cat medication banana flavored. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure if his, uh, this is also super interesting, I'm sure, <laughs> but I'm not sure if his medi- medicine food is very good or not, because he's eating things that aren't food. No, so. he's like, fuck this shit. <laughs> also, this morning, she texted me and said that he pooped next to the litter box and not inside of it, so. As one does. Awesome. <laughs> was there a nugget in there that he was mad about? <laughs> I have no idea, but. Because I love when they do that. <laughs> Well, all that to say, Ash has a chance to retake the competition here. He was at one point tied for first, right? Um, Either that or second. Second. Anyway. Venom's had a commanding lead right now, for the majority of the time. Unless Ash just decides to go completely insane, which he does and he can. I welcome it. I want to see it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. We've spent long enough doing that stuff. Let's get to the episode. Mm. Entitled Romans. Did you have any thoughts before we even start? Because there's been last couple of episodes you're like, okay, so what did you think? Blah, blah, blah. Um, or do you just want to get right into it? Well, okay. So I will say the first time I watched it, I didn't take notes. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to watch it a second time mm-hmm. and take notes. And so you had the time to do so. Yeah. So the first time I watched it, I, o- I only was writing down my comments as I was like seeing it happen. Mm-hmm. So I have those at the top. I don't really have any more theories because I, f- I felt like going into it. 
I believed the kid. Mm-hmm. So I went into it thinking he's telling the truth. Okay. And so I have compassion for him. Yeah. And this episode just... I think the things... Well, I know you definitely have compassion for him, his character, mm-hmm. and for the actor himself. And so. for, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like... But after it this, might skew your perspective on the on what happens in this episode. We'll discuss it, yeah. of course. But um, I have very strong opinions on Henry now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. well, let's let's get into this, shall we? Yeah. Let's do the breakdown. So uh, we're back to the kid, our kid in the cage. This is uh, this is how the episode opens. Okay, so Lacey gives food to uh the kid and Lacey's kind of on his way out of his job so this is a flashback to mm-hmm. well, one first of the opening we see, scenes of the series first we see Henry at the courthouse though again oh is that right yeah because it starts with Henry at the courthouse cuz he's talking about how much doubt is reasonable oh, that's for you right. yeah, to that whole... send somebody to death mm-hmm. and he's like i for me it would have to be in gold signed by god you know to kill someone yeah which, when we get to the end of the episode, yeah, that actually he, uh, fits pretty... doesn't really follow that no. anymore. But you know, his mind, his perspective on what the kid is changes by the end of the episode as well. Though he's not the same Henry as before. You know what I mean? He changes sort no. of throughout this episode. He, so. He's he's eaten the uh, the cake from the the town. Of... Yeah. <laughs> very passionate about Urgh. this okay so yeah for some reason i didn't include the henry thing because i thought it was part of the preview it, and then it turned into the recap but they focused okay, on that right. one particular thing yeah. that he was talking about which, they made it clear to yeah which when you watch it a second time you're like he's just he's literally talking about what they did you know, like Lacey and then his dad and the other timeline, like what they did. Yeah. You know. But there's something that happens in this episode that makes him specifically change what, what, how he feels about imprisoning someone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, but we'll get to it. I promise we'll discuss it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want to, I want to do it in order because that's how my brain works for this show. <laughs> Oh, and it was at this point when we saw the recap that I, I wrote down, do you think the kid killed that dude in the woods? Because our possible suspects, I feel like, are the kid, Molly, and the Culkin boy. You mean the ki- the kid killed Odin, you mean? Yeah. I Now I do, yes. Because I wrote that down like almost immediately because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit, what if he's the one that killed him? Yeah, I thought it was him. the Culkin kid. But that would mean episode. he actually killed somebody. Mm-hmm. Because he hasn't actually killed anybody. He's just, like, touching. Right. <laughs> and, and and spreading cancer. Mm. And yeah, I, fires are just breaking out around him. Right. I thought it was the the Culkin brother before this, but now I definitely think it's him. The kid? Yes. For sure. But that's never proven, so... No, I see how I'm flipping back and forth on that. I still think maybe Molly did it. Yeah. I'm kind. I mean, I'm pretty positive she didn't. But she's badass. She fucking off the dad. <laughs> yeah, pulled the plug. I suppose, but you know, maybe she was acting she... through Henry again. Because yeah. remember when she did it? She she did it to kill Pastor Deaver, 
and she said it wasn't really her doing it. Yeah, so maybe I didn't think about it that. was Henry working through her again mm-hmm. when she was on her way Trying to save to him. Trying to escape mm-hmm. from the from the well, RV. When, yeah, because when she went to save him, he was like, "Well, you got to kill that dude," mm-hmm. and then they did it together. It's certainly possible. I'm still leaning towards the kid because of things that happened in this episode. I don't know. He's never actually killed anybody. That's all I'm saying. I have a theory about that. <laughs> I have a theory about that. Okay, so let's see. Lazy's on his way out, like I yes. said. This is the scene that we saw before. He's, uh, but not to this extent, right? He pulls a gun on the kid, and the kid looks eager about yeah, it. Yeah, he looks ready to die. Yeah, like, exactly. It's been 27 years. Let's just do this. And, um,. You know, it's like he's happy about any time death is around. You know what I mean? It's like he's he enjoys it. Well, so. I don't think he enjoys it. I think he's just waiting for it now. No, yeah. I mean, if because he's not aging, aging's not going to kill him. You got to look at the kid. There's two ways you can look at the kid now at this point is that he is just the kid who came across from the other dimension, mm-hmm. or he's inherently evil he's some kind of creature that has supernatural powers that is able to make this crazy shit happen those are the two lanes you could take on this i think Mm -hmm. and i'm leaning more towards the he's a some kind of supernatural being no i'm on tim team kid i know you're on team (laughs) kid i know but we're gonna be constantly doing that yeah (laughs) we're gonna look at it from both sides because that's the two ways you could probably take this and they left it ambiguous Mm -hmm. so uh, okay, so then there's a montage with some old blues music behind it. Uh, we see ghostly Shawshank prisoners being shuffled onto a bus. Yeah, new warden watches. Right. Well, I um, guess, is she really a warden anymore if all the prisoners are leaving? She's getting ready to <laughs> be shipped out. So <laughs> I don't think she's got a job anymore. Um, in the montage, we see the kid paintings again, like we said. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wendell is getting off a bus. Jackie's at the crime scene. Yep, Henry is running from the cops at said crime scene. And then that's where we switch to a scene between the kid and Molly. Which I was confused when we saw Wendell getting off the bus. Because the last time we saw Wendell, he got off the bus and just started running. Yeah, I think they like sort of reversed back a little bit in the story. Okay. In the timeline, because we already saw them at the crime scene, too. So yeah. it's sort of like, okay, let's move back here a little bit. To show where we were. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Before the storytelling. Like, did he get on a new bus? Where is yeah. this bus coming from? No, I think it's the same okay. same bus, same deboarding or whatever you call it okay okay so the kid needs molly's help to get henry to go out to the woods with him uh to the doorway in the woods mm-hmm. quote unquote and molly is very doubtful uh and he says bring henry to harmony hill which is the cemetery yes uh, this is where I was asking, like, is he telling the truth yes. about all his story? And you say yes. Oh, and then Molly asks the most heartbreaking question you can ever ask. Like, she did not need to hear this answer. Because yeah. she asks, how was I over there? Mm-hmm. And he says, happier. Right. Which is the worst thing somebody could say to you. Exactly. Like, oh, great. This other version of me, apparently, is just... It's having a great time. A happier version. She's not having to buy drugs from children. Yeah. No, but I, I just had a very bad feeling about whatever the situation between the kid and Henry is going to be. 
It's the natural progression of things and where the show's going, them coming together again, mm-hmm. of course, but when they do, things go fucking crazy. So, actually, anytime the kid is around anybody, shit goes crazy. So, anyway, um, Molly sends a uh, phone message to Henry. You see Henry driving his car in the snow. Then a swarm of birds, <laughs> of course, fucking birds again, swarms his car. And he runs into a pile of stuff that's just in the street. <laughs> some bricks and There's lumber. There's just like some lumber <laughs> in the street. Why? I don't understand why they put it in the street, but hey, listen. Because you don't want to ruin your grass. I guess. But who's doing Who's doing carpentry in the snow? <laughs> in well, it wasn't weather? snowy yet. To oh, okay. be fair, it was not snowy <laughs> when he ran into it. Yeah, but the goddamn birds. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I wrote um, when birds attack. Yeah, so obviously there's more birds already showing up, and that's always a harbinger of bad things Mm -hmm. about to happen, so we can look forward to that. Then we get Molly driving, and she sees Ruth on the side of the bridge again. (sighs) Damn Ruth. Okay, I have major theories about Ruth. Okay, let's, let's describe the scene first, though. Okay. Okay, so she knows that Alan is dead. Mm-hmm. But she also knows that he's alive other times. Mm-hmm. She's uh, still living the way we experienced her a couple of episodes ago, right? Yeah. So Molly uses the kid's story of Ruth leaving town with Alan. And that kind of snaps her back to and says, that's the first time you've said that. Mm-hmm. And this is another thing that is, you know, not. Not really explained. ever explained um and you know there's definitely some different ways you could go about that but what's your theory on her so i have ever since we had the the episode the queen yep that was entirely ruth's episode and it was very confusing because she was like going in like flashing in between different you know times in her life mm-hmm. and we were like what the fuck's going on but it really bothered me when she was talking to Wendell and explaining how she remembered things. Um, and let's see. You mean like when she grabs the chess pieces and that bring reminds her where she is? Yes, because she talks about... Um, let's see. She talks about how... Um, Sorry, this is good for a podcast. No, it's okay. <laughs> you gotta, I mean, I was actually going to mention that I have something like oh, 50 or 60 pages of notes that I, we only used that one time and I never went back to. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's so many notes between us that when you try to go and back and sift through them, it is a process. Yeah, it really is. And damn it, I was just looking at it. Would you yesterday. like me to pause? Uh, well, I mean, you can talk. Keep talking. Keep talking. Okay, mm-hmm. so we're doing a cat okay, check. Okay, here it is. Oh, all right. I was going to do a cat <laughs> check. <laughs> That's all I could think of to do. Okay, so oh, what I is snorted. it? <laughs> Snort count. Oh, all right. We, oh, man, don't get me going on that. I don't know <laughs> if we had any other ones. Anyway, go ahead. All right. So it really bothered me when Ruth was talking to him about like the chess pieces Mm because they were missing. And so she was like, can I tell you a secret? Um, And she tells him that it's her way out of the woods. 
And like, yeah, she could have meant that figuratively, but just all the weird stuff going on with her and the way she says things and views her reality, I almost feel like she is able to jump back and forth between the different dimensions. Mm. That's almost what I feel like. And that's why she's so confused because in one timeline, she's living the perfect life with Alan. Yeah, I think... um... And in a different one, she's not. Because then, let's see... Because Wendell calls her a time walker, uh-huh. uh, and she says she's got to stay sharp. So when we get to her talking on the bridge again with Molly, and she's like talking about how like, oh, you've never said that before, you know, and about about Alan and Ruth being down in Florida or whatever. Right. I feel like, and she said because she says, um, uh. He's alive. He's dead. Um, other times, you know, different things are happening or something. It zigs and zags. Alan's dead. He's alive. We've been here before. We'll be here again. We've been here on the bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, you always say that, like, you know, just get down or whatever. And then she talks about Matthew and she says, well, that's the first time you said that. So it almost feels to me like she's 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 not staying in her realm yeah no she's if she's and i i don't think it's the if she's a time walker or whatever she could be more whole and that's why she sees the dog yeah she's not as split as the other characters are between the two dimensions she is one whole thing that is going walking between both Mm -hmm. of them and living both of them at the same time yes so i feel like she doesn't have you know um, what did they say she has? Fuck. Uh, Alzheimer's. Yes, Alzheimer's. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I just think that she just can't stay in the, in one place. Like maybe she doesn't have control over it. You yeah. Know? Because and that's why she's putting the chess pieces. Because if she yeah. puts the chess pieces in this reality, she knows where she's at. Well, I gotta say I don't. I don't have a solid <laughs> uh, theory on any of the Ruth stuff. All I know is that the, the the overarching theory that I have gets rid of the dimensional aspect of the show. So, if you if he's just evil, if he's just an evil creature, mm-hmm. that means he's just lying to everyone. Everyone, mm-hmm. and he um, I guess I'll just get, get into it a little bit now. But I just think. Here, I, I actually wrote down all my Henry stuff on one thing. I gotta find it. Oh, I forgot to mention this too. Going back to reading this week, mm-hmm. I was reading a rock and roll magazine from 1980 because I got it the other day at a nice. record show. This <laughs> circus magazine from September of 1980 is amazing. Uh, features Mr. Freddie Mercury on the cover, of course. Sure does. But I was like, I'm gonna read something else besides Stephen King for a little bit, and then. What happens when I get to the movie review section? They reference Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Because <laughs> of course they do. And it says something like, Think Jack Nicholson has been on ice ever since The Shining? Well, guess what? He's in a new movie or something like that. <laughs> so, anyway, that was way off topic. Okay, so back to the kid theory okay i wrote all of my kid stuff on one thing i'm just going to go through it now and we can address it as we go through this as well as the dimensional stuff okay but 
I said I said maybe he's a shapeshifter and that is how he has fooled some people, Ruth in particular. Mm. Um because of the stuff from last or I don't remember which episode it was, but where she where he walks in to her house and he looks like the dad. That would have been the queen. Yeah, that was a few episodes ago. Uh 7 I think. Mm. Can't remember. Um <laughs> yeah seven. the other stuff references other things that happen later in this episode but basically what i'm trying to say is shapeshifter i think he's a i think he's some kind of evil creature that feeds on chaos and because of that all of this bad shit happens and he has some kind of powers that make him able to um well, there's an event that happens in this episode in the jail. See, I don't think he is like being like mind control, mind power. I know, you know you like don't. zapping, zapping, <laughs> zapping. I feel like when he's put in a situation, mm-hmm. he can emit things. You know, he's he's well, been if he's a, emitting he's, things, and he's got some kind of power, I, doesn't I, he? I feel like maybe he just knows that if he's in, you know, a situation where he's trapped or whatever mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to be there i mean besides the 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 cage we don't yeah we never really figured out like what they got like holy water around this thing it's like draped in um you know like what the fuck how are how are how are they containing his evil into that cage they never talked about that i mean is it because it's in well, a hole and a hole and a hole <laughs> you know like is that what's containing i it? think he's not yeah like you know they saw you see him in the very early episodes like touch someone yeah uh, but see, now he doesn't have to touch anyone. I think the longer yeah. he's there, his very presence yeah. just causes evil. Well, I he's think not supposed there's to be certain there. people that are, I guess, stronger against his power. This is all theory, of course. Mm-hmm. But Henry is one of them. Lacey was one of them. He obviously deteriorated and felt like he needed to off himself. Um, Pangborn, not really sure because he doesn't go near him after that day of the, the traffic stop. Um, but yeah, anyway, we should get to more of the episode. We'll come back to a little bit of this later. Maybe Pangborn, Lacey, Deaver, and Pastor Deaver are all the devil. I Why does think the about kid that? have to be the evil one? <laughs> well. Maybe they're the evil ones. Maybe. But when you oh, see what trapping it, people, when you see what happens to his face on the bluff later, that's just because Henry. Oh, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on. <laughs> the uh, after that bridge scene, um, the warden is clearing out of the prison, uh, and they talk about how 152 prisoners are being moved out the next yeah, day. Yeah, they've been systematically moving them out mm-hmm. ever, ever since Officer Z went on his killing spree. Uh, Shawshank is closing down, and Warden sees news of the wood search on the TV. Mm-hmm. And that that's kind of just really an exposition scene. Uh, so then we follow the Warden to her house. She's got a nice house. She does a really nice house. It's pretty mm-hmm. swanky. She finds shavings on the floor, very similar to ones that we've seen before, the white ones, mm-hmm. and a figurine of a woman on the table. Mm-hmm. In a power suit, too. Right. So, she's very creeped out by this, and we wonder, okay, so has the kid been here? Mm-hmm. So, I guess he has. 
He's allowed to fuck with people. He's been trapped in a cage for 27 years, <laughs> all right? So he's you allowed. He's just, you think he's just going around messing around? He can go around and fuck with people, yeah. I mean, she was a bitch to him. I guess, yeah, I guess there is the whole revenge thing. I didn't really think about... I just spilled water all over myself <laughs> by doing that, by the way. I was like, I should get this condensation off the table. And then... Okay, so... Um, yeah, I think the kid was there. He was totally there. And I think that by him touching this thing and she touches this thing that transfers some fucking evil mojo jojo together. Okay, but yeah, he did the same thing at Molly's office, though. And that didn't do anything bad. Well, let's see. Trying to think back of what happened around that time. Well, like I said, I think some people are stronger against it than others like molly for instance she's just good she has inside. the psychic energy the strong so she, she's just good inside oh, okay <laughs> the new warden was a bitch she's not a good person but, and he's gonna make evil shit happen to anyone that has wronged him i think mm. we're on opposite sides of this obviously but <laughs> so then we go do a flashback uh in the woods mm-hmm. and it's young henry and pastor deaver uh, Pastor is accusing Ruth of deceiving him. Well, yeah, because young Henry acts like he can hear the noise. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, you don't. Yeah, this is, I know a you're scene, this is more of the scene that they've been talking about. Yeah. We've kind of circled around throughout the series of them being in the woods. And um, he's accusing his um Pastor is accusing the mom, Ruth, of lying to him. Of lying with Alan Pangborn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he knows. knows all about it. Uh, sinning and says that she will be dead and that he and Henry will be all hunky dory after that. Yeah, he references Romans 623. Right. For the wages of sin, death. Right. So when you put those things together, that means that he's going to kill Ruth. Yeah, and or at least this, he plans to. At this point, I, I I was thinking, well, what a good boy he is. <laughs> he kills his dad because his dad's gonna kill his mom. So I, at this point, I've already convinced myself that Henry's the one who pushed pushed his dad. Yeah, I'm like yeah, he pushed him. Yeah, <laughs> he totally did it. I mean, he he does run away from him immediately, mm-hmm. and you know, and this is why Molly went snuck into the house. And fucking unplugged the thing because she felt what he felt, which mm-hmm. was the fear and the nothing. And sh- they did it together because mm-hmm. that's how she described it because he was a bad man. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. I think all of that stuff happened. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Okay, so we go to the next day in the timeline that is the present. Yes. Right? Our current timeline. So, a bystander comes by and wakes up Henry. Yeah, who, it's snowing now. Right. Who is passed out still in the front seat of his car. And there's dead birds everywhere. And Henry leaves all that Which shit. Which the kid blames on global warming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he picks up a dead bird and is like, what the fuck's up with this? He's like, it's all over town. And global warming. Henry just like... Pulls an asshole move and just, just backs leaves. up and leaves all that shit in the street. And he leaves and there's still some bricks on the hood of his yeah, car. Yeah, exactly. 
So, but he's got more important places to go at this point. So, fuck their bricks. They shouldn't have had exactly. him in the road. We have to finish out this finale. So, <laughs> then we see Wendell in the woods. He's apparently taking a shortcut that everybody knows about except for us watching it. Um, there, there's a fucking paved road to that RV. <laughs> apparently so, because <laughs> he's coming from another town and finds that place. So, yeah, well, he was following the hum. Uh, he finds police surrounding the RV, and Willie returns and is standing there over Odin's dead body. And police cars. Where did they come yeah. from? And also, they're not... Exactly. How did the police cars get there? <laughs> and know. also, like, you know, Willie's, Willie's there, but they're the police are not... They don't, they don't have him in handcuffs or anything? No. So you get the feeling like, okay, well, he has told them something. Yeah. He said, I didn't do it. Yeah, but that I I think that's a little bit of a plot hole because police when you're just standing there and there's a dead body there like they don't just Well, that's what they he did with Henry. Town, maybe he went to town, got them. This explains it. Okay. He went to town. I mean, I'm just making this up by the way. Willie went to town. He's like, "Officers, I know where an RV and a dead black man are. He's stabbed in the face. Let's go get it." And they're like, okay, weirdo, let's go. Which he had to walk there because he couldn't drive. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. Okay, but all I'm saying is is that they they let they let Henry leave the scene of a crime mm-hmm. when he was a suspect. Yeah. That's true. I mean, Henry has... I mean, the cops here are not that great. No, they're not. And also, <laughs> it all went like, downhill after Alan. They are very accusatory of Henry, or accusing, I should say of henry later in the episode but they're not the best policemen in the world either no. so they got no room to talk no okay so then we go to ruth's house and henry is or molly's there and henry gets home and he's like hey molly what the hell are you doing here i know how nice of him right like it's like well haven't you been hanging out with her all the time yeah yeah like- <laughs> so anyway henry is very confused and molly tells henry the kid came to her Henry thinks that he memorized all the old family stuff in the garage, which seems impossible, but... That was a lot of shit. Yeah, and at this point, we don't know whether the kid is, like, some kind of evil creature or not. That poor kid watched home movies of his family, (laughs) and it wasn't him. Yeah, I mean, that would be just awful to have to sit there through hours <laughs> just and hours. See, like, you've just been completely replaced. Well, then also, like, he has to listen to all of that audio. Yeah. he's has to He has to listen to, like, thousands of podcasts before podcasts existed <laughs> of just a dude talking about how he can't figure shit out, mm-hmm. you know? Anyway, inner sliced between this, we see the kid walking toward, in the woods, and he's... Uh, He's walking to Harmony Hill Cemetery. That's right. He they, he tells him to meet him at Harmony Hill, and that's mm-hmm. where he's on his way to. Yeah. Then um, Molly says the door might be closing, so he, she's very urgent with Henry, but he's still not, you know. Yeah, because she's saying he's just a magnet for bad things, right? Um, and that it was the same for him when yeah, he was over there, and that she she's believing the kid, right? She's accepting his story as you all should. The way through, I don't think so. <laughs> I listen. Last episode, I would have agreed with you, but after some shit goes down in this episode, I don't. Sorry to say. Moving on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then uh, Henry's house gets a phone call, and 
We go to... Which is good for Ruth. She did not tell him where he was going. Right. Because she was like, you're going to fucking turn him in. Right. And I was like, thank you. Yeah, so Wendell is apparently at the police station. And that's where we go. Because father of the year <laughs> doesn't know where the kid is. <laughs> He's just out getting stabbed. Well, listen, he didn't know... He didn't know he got off the bus. How is he supposed to know he got off the bus? I don't know, but while his kid was running around loose, he was, he was getting stabbed. Well, he was and breaking and entering. <laughs> he was doing his own B and E, and also like taking a nap in the car after he got hit with birds. I mean, that's a little. <laughs> it's not really a control. nap. It's more like concussion, passed yeah. out. Where's his airbags? You know <laughs> oh what I'm shit! Where were the airbags? <laughs> he just matches that on the fucking. Anyway. It's a bad car. Don't get that one. No. Uh, I don't remember what kind of car he drives, but anyway, it's probably a sponsored vehicle of some kind for this show, for Hulu. I wouldn't sponsor it. Wendell tells Henry he hears a sound now, and the hard-ass female chief shows a photo, shows photo of Odin, uh, dead, I guess, right? And Willie is the eyewitness to the argument that Willie is making up that Did they, they had. He completely forgot about the fact that we trapped him in a... Uh, well, no, he's... Trapped ma- him in the RV. He's making this up so that yeah. Henry will be taking the fall because So maybe Willie, he did kill him. Henry? K- Culkin, kid. Willie. Yeah, exactly. Willie could certainly could still be the guy who killed Odin. We'd never figure out who killed Odin. No. I'm leaning more towards the kid, but... That's only based on some other stuff that happens. But he's trying to get Henry to take the fall because Willie knows that the entire town thinks that Henry's guilty for everything that he's mm-hmm. ever done. Yeah, because if you don't blame Henry now and pin it on him, then Henry can come back around and say, well, they kidnapped me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <gasps> I don't know. So um, when that when Will, that reveal happens that Willie is trying to get Henry to take, take the fall, I'm like, are you effing kidding me? Now Henry's going to go to jail, mm-hmm. and there's nothing he can do about it. Nope. Which is a total left turn from where I thought we were going to go with this episode, because we're already almost halfway through it. I know, and I was like, "Where, where, where is the resolution? Where are they going with I this? I thought we were getting the whole interdimensional switcheroo episode. Yeah. Not going to happen, sorry to say. Anyway, um, the warden is at Molly's now. Yeah. She's like, where is he? (laughs) She's asking about the kid, right. Which is not something she's done before. No. But she shows the chess piece figurine thing that the kid, we assume, made. And um, she says, he's the fucking devil. Yeah, she says Lacey was right. Yeah, but she's very, very, like, out of sorts. You could tell Well, all of a sudden, as soon as she says he's the devil, she gets a weird look on her face. Yeah, exactly. It's like, as soon as she says that, it's like something turned on. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, and then immediately she turns around, walks right in front of the Shawshank bus. I mean, <laughs> the Shawshank prison bus. How like I yeah, and then it cut to commercial. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, like ah, that's just it's. I totally so didn't see that coming. But it was it was just badass. Out of all the things that could have slammed yeah. into her, and also we talked about you know the last couple of episodes, like who's gonna get their story wrapped up. Mm-hmm. And well, there's I was, her story. I, exactly. I was going to say, like, there's one less story to wrap up in this episode. Yeah. But she's one of these kind of side characters that I thought, like, well, you know, we might not even find out what happens to whoever. Yeah. You know? 
But it turns out we get that that one is wrapped up. That one is clean and ready to go. Yeah. So, and do you think? Okay, so I thought previous... we were gonna get more death after this happened, though. I thought for sure more people are dying in this episode. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people did die, but so the night before when she was talking to the officer, they were talking about you know the hundred and whatever fifty two mm-hmm. prisoners that they were moving. So I guess all one hundred and fifty two were on that bus. No, they're like in the process. I think like that day. You know, because you can't fit 152 people on a bus. No, but what happens later in in the town um, makes you think that there's a lot of them out there. You mean, like, running? Okay, so, yeah, I guess, I don't know. I mean, they. I feel like shit just kind of goes haywire, and they don't necessarily say it's everybody. Mm-hmm. It's just the prisoners that are wreaking havoc. I think, like, as soon as the prisoners start wreaking havoc, everybody's like, fuck, you know. And you don't really see the chaos spread. You just, like, see it from above. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, that's a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think that getting the prisoners out is a process of a few different buses yeah. over the course of the day. And this unlucky group of prisoners <laughs> just happen to be on the bus. That gets stuck running over their warden. I know, and when and then and then they come back from commercial break because you know I don't have commercials, but it, it stopped being black for that mm-hmm. that moment. Pause was gone, and then you just see you're still trapped under the bus. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> let's see. And it's been two hours. Right. That was funny. Okay. Yeah. The uh, let's see where was that? Okay, so the hard ass chief lady shows Henry the case against him in the interrogation room. Mm-hmm. He asks for his phone call. Yeah, she says, you're a lawyer. Why are you waiting for another one? Right, <laughs> which is a good line. Yeah. Uh, he calls Molly, of course. She shows him the warden's figurine that she just conveniently left with Molly. And um, that's where I kind of am wondering, did the kid trigger the warden's death? Because of the figurine thing. Um, then Henry asks Molly to get Wendell to Boston. Henry thinks that Henry is pretty much done for. He's a cooked goose and he's going to be staying in Castle Rock a lot longer than he expected because he's going to prison. Mm-hmm. At least jail in the meantime. And Molly says... Uh, what did she say? She says Harmony Hill. The she cemetery. she turns around and tells him Harmony Hill. That's oh yeah, be. so she doesn't really like the the person comes in and cuts off the interview. So she just turns around and says Harmony Hill. Yeah, because she's now she's not sure if the kid's evil or not. Yeah, so I think because of their connection, he's able to kind of suss out what she means. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, um, I, but it's I, not like he's going to be able to go there anyway. No. He means on the police, but yeah. I, I have a problem with the whole like, did the kid transfer some evil with that chess piece? Because yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, I mean, I guess so. But then, why would he transfer evil to to uh, Officer Z? You know, and make him go on because like they fist bump, so they did touch at some point in yeah. time. But it it was Henry's phone call, his voicemail that made Officer Z snap. And go on that fucking shooting spree. 
Henry's the evil one. <laughs> he came back into town and everything got fucked up. I think that Officer Z was merely the person that the kid used the to vessel? take care yeah, to take care of the rest of the people in the prison that he didn't like. You know what I'm saying? A bunch of a bunch of security officers that are all Officer treating Z him didn't like, like shit. Him either. What's that? I said Officer Z didn't like him either. No, but I mean so he's the perfect person and of course Officer Z's coming to him and being like, Hey, I can help you out and stuff like that. So he's the easy target. Just like Henry ends up being. You know what I'm saying? Like the kid gets Henry to come to him. And then now he's the easiest. Henry didn't get him to come to him. Lacey told him to ask for Henry Deaver. And all the kid did was say his name, which was his own name. But but the kid knew now knows Henry's name. So asked for him because he's like, okay, well, he's the next person that's going to be able to get me out of this cage. <sighs> no. And he the, says Henry Deaver because me... it's his own name. <laughs> I'm going to strongly disagree. <laughs> I'm going to have to strongly disagree. It's okay, though. It is okay. We don't need to agree with everything. This every... episode just frustrated the shit out of me. Listen, I was so... It frustrated a lot of people. So upset. <laughs> the very first comments I saw on the Stephen King fan website were like, they ruined it with the last episode. I'm like, yeah, just settle down. It's and it, But it's not ruined because I feel like they pussied out. Like, how dare they try to do... You know, like, it. Not, the, the ending did not anger me at all. Like, I'm fine with it, it's how just, it ended. It, it just it's just really the amount of untied... Emotionally, it just makes me very sad. Oh, okay. I think the people's... Most what people's problem is with the unexplained things. And it's like, okay, well... You probably haven't watched as much Stephen King as you think you have then because there's plenty of stories, and we talked about this last mm-hmm. week, that he leaves it ambiguous. He leaves it, just it ends it, yeah. Yeah, but the major stuff, he at least gives you an ending. You know what I mean? Yeah, Excuse I mean, me. they could have just ended this episode just like fade to black, nothing. Yeah, but they give us some cool stuff. Yeah, they gave you that extra 10 minutes. So... We'll get to it, though. Yeah. We're, we're creeping towards it, I think. Yeah. Okay, so the kid is at the cemetery now. Mm-hmm. Henry, uh, between the kid, seeing the kid at the cemetery, uh, we see Henry being led to the jail cell. Yep. Cops arrive in mass for the kid. He surrenders. In the helicopter. Right. They totally surround him. He surrenders without a fight whatsoever. And as we're leaving, we see a grave of quote-unquote diva boy okay so which you, i don't understand that no 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 don't you remember we talked about this because i thought it was really weird um several episodes ago when ruth says and it was such an offhand comment ruth says they had a baby and it died oh okay and i said who is that baby and i said what if the kid's the baby remember i said that listeners i said that i said <laughs> what if the kid's the baby i don't remember you saying it but it's i mean I, I had no idea about this. So, so that, he's he's the baby that dies in this timeline. That's why he's not there. That's why they adopted a son. Because in this timeline, he dies mm-hmm. as a baby. So he went to his grave, saw his grave, and got arrested. Yeah, that is a... That is a she says they had a baby. That is a, oh. But they don't explain the grave either. They just show because it. Because they already did. Because Ruth made that one offhand comment. Yeah. 
But I like don't six know. Six episodes if, ago. Exactly. I don't know if one offhand comment six episodes ago is enough like, oh, explanation. Oh, it totally, it totally, it Not totally for me, means it isn't. <laughs> it means something in his universe. Sure, you know how but, he is. He throws that shit in and then never talks yeah. about it again. And you're like, well, how does that connect? Well, it did because on page 690 yeah. of his book, he wrote a sentence that well, says it I'm did. anxious to hear what listeners think about that because I got no, I mean, he is that baby diva, and I said that. That doesn't really fit with what And if we I... had an hour, I would find it in my <laughs> notes. <laughs> well, we're, I forgot to mention this, too. We're planning on doing a season wrap-up show with a few other people yeah. and kind of giving a forum to more than just us to talk about some of these theories and stuff that is left unanswered at the end of this. So Good, I can argue with more people. <laughs> yeah. And also, we're going to hopefully hear from people after this on the boards and see what they think on there, too. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Then we get a scene with Molly and Wendell. She's taking him to Boston, I guess. Yeah. Um, Molly, does Molly ask Wendell about the sound in the woods, or does Wendell ask Molly about it? No, so she's talking, she's saying that, you know, this isn't your dad. Mm -hmm. Don't believe what, don't believe what you're hearing. The town is fucked up. And then when she says that, he says, does it have to do with the sound I hear in the woods? And then she gives that look of, what? What you say? (laughs) So then we go back to the kid arriving at the jail. The kid explains. How uncomfortable is that, right? Right. So now this is one of the super interesting scenes between Henry and the kid again that I love so much. The kid explains to Henry that he can't stop it. Which all, which is all the crazy shit from happening, is what he's referring to. Mm-hmm. Henry shows him the chess piece and is like, "Okay, well, if you're saying you can't stop it, then why are you giving people creepy shit like this?" Because what else is he supposed to do with his time? He's got no job. <laughs> okay, well, he's got you're... no family who knows of him. But why would he specifically? And all give... of these people are assholes to him. But why would he specifically give? My stomach might be growling, Mike. <laughs> Why would he specifically give her the thing and then she dies? That's what the point he's trying to make to him. It's like, okay, well, why are you doing this? And then the kid just looks at him. Well, maybe Henry needs to stop blaming him and think, yeah. well, what if the kid gives me one of those too? So the kid, the kid who is a victim, quote unquote, <sighs> asks Henry about his cage dream and Henry does not believe him. You could tell by the way Henry is responding to him that Henry does not believe his story about the interdimensional stuff. Mm-hmm. So the kid claims the memories Henry had will come back eventually, probably sooner rather than later. Henry asks what his dad would have done if if uh, Ruth hadn't moved in his timeline. Mm-hmm. And he says he would have killed her. And Romans. then we, then we, yeah, then we reference the Romans passage again, and they have a moment. It it really matches almost exactly the wood scene in Young Henry's memory. So, it's like, okay, is Henry starting to remember? Because mm-hmm. that's exactly what his dad had said. So he's leaning towards it, kind of, but not quite ish. I don't know. It's all sort of up in the air still about what is actually going on. <laughs> so, yeah, so th- we're wondering, like, did Henry finally accept it? Kind of. Kind of. 
that's as much as we get from Henry, pretty much. Um, but anyway, Jackie is seen then putting Ruth to bed. Mm-hmm. And then we see the guards move Henry to the kid's cell. Yeah. So that means that there's probably other people coming in. Then the Shawshank guys all come in from the bus. Yep. Because there's no place else to put them, I guess. No other buses in town. And they recognize the kid as Nick Cage again, yeah. which is awesome. <laughs> I'm glad they brought that back. Ruth, uh, then we go back to Ruth, and she's holding the king piece, and she sees flashbacks of Alan. Young Alan, yeah. old Alan. And that's actually, I believe, the last that we see of Ruth. Yeah, she just goes to bed. Uh, In my mind, <laughs> when I saw that, mm. I was thinking, well, here she goes. She's just going to go pop over into her other timeline yeah. where Alan's alive. Well, the way that she lives, it's like she probably is going to be jumping to somewhere, you know, either in this t- different time part of mm-hmm. this timeline or the other one or whatever. It's very hard to explain. Okay, so... <laughs> The kid seems to be causing the prisoners to attack each other after well, they were taunting him. They no, they were okay. It. So here's yeah, exactly. Here's the here's how it could go either way. Is that they're taunting him mm-hmm. and they're saying like we're gonna fuck you up, you know, kind of stuff. And then we get a slow zoom in on him, and we just hear them start going kind of nutso mm-hmm. in their side of the prison. But then they start attacking each other, not focusing on him anymore they just start attacking each other well they the one guy attacks the other guy and it gets him out of the cage or the cell or the jail cell because he's bleeding yeah there's, there's so they total cause anarchy. like a dra- distraction there's total anarchy and it causes distraction and the and the security officers are like we got to get Police in there officers. yeah they're like we got to get in there and help them yeah because he's going to die in there if we don't open the cage. So as soon as they do that, they attack all the police officers. All of them escape. We don't really see them escape. We just, we just see, hear it. Yeah, exactly. And we then, do, we and do then see the, keys, the attack. And then the keys to open their cell just slide over in front of the kid. Exactly. So there, there's another thing that leans me towards he's causing shit to happen. Because they just so conveniently slide right to his feet. He, has he can't do- have some good luck. <laughs> He's been in a cage. So are we so are we chalking all this kid stuff up to luck now? No, I'm Cause... saying that he can make things happen, but kudos for him. He doesn't want to be trapped. So you, now you are admitting that he can make things happen. I'm saying he can make things happen. I don't know if he can like make you know, I think just him being around is making things happen and he uses that to that to his advantage. I don't think he uses it to his advantage. But see, to... th- that implies that he doesn't necessarily have control of it. That's what I'm saying. He he doesn't. He said it. He can't control but it. The, but Him if... being there is fucking everything see, up. See, but I think he does. <laughs> yeah, I don't. And that's why the keys slide right over to him. And that's why they stop, they stop yelling at him. And they start fighting each other. And that's why the warden turns around and gets ran over by a bus immediately after hands. These are all bad people. But that doesn't mean they that like they're without the ability to redeem themselves in life somehow. He's just killing people. He wants to go home. But that doesn't mean he has to kill everyone in the town. What would you do if you had <laughs> not been trapped, kill everyone? If you had been trapped in a cage for twenty seven years, I don't think I would do. I don't think I would. And you were in Bizarro World, where 
well, some other person had your exact name and your whole family and all of your friends and nobody knew you I can and you say, wanted to get back home. I can honestly say that I don't know what I would do. <laughs> So that's, that's you a lot don't of know. that's a lot of extenuating circumstances. Right, you don't know if you'd go on a mass murdering spree. That's true. There's, I don't. There's a cat. There's a cat, but that doesn't count as he's minding his own business. Yes, I'm just saying. There's a cat. He's not going to win this. I don't think. Okay, so where are we at? Okay, so they go upstairs. The keys glide right over to him. Um, yeah, I wrote that it's, it's very interesting that he can make shit like this happen, but without Henry, he is hopeless to correct anything. It's like they're two halves of the same whole. So, mm-hmm. like, when they get together, he's... <laughs> when they get together, he's able to kind of make shit happen the way he wants it to happen. But when he's when Henry's not around, he's not able to. Well, what about the fire at Juniper Hill? Henry wasn't there for that. Exactly. Yeah, like when he's not around, it's sort of out of control. But when they're together, there's sort of a harmonious harmonious thing going on. I don't know. That's that was just a sort of a theory mm-hmm. I had. But uh, I don't know if that fits with any of the other episodes necessarily. But um, they leave. They leave. The police station. Yeah, but they go upstairs. Right. Oh, yeah, but there's more. There's a massacre. Everybody's dead. All the police officers are dead. But but Henry's like, before they go upstairs, Henry's like in in total shock. He's freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. He's being a pussy. He's just looking at, he's looking at the kid like he is. The devil. Something else. Right. Uh, So then we go upstairs. There's death everywhere. And then Willie is on the ground and he's either stabbed or gut shot or something like that. Mm -hmm. But he is dying on the floor and he's trying to tell Henry to not go with him. Mm -hmm. And he just says, don't go out there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where Henry kind of stops and he's like trying to comfort him or whatever. And that's where Willie dies. So his story also wrapped up. Yay! <laughs> Look but, at them but, wrapping up stories left and exactly, right. Exactly, but there's no. We don't get any explanation of the whole schisma nope. RV. We don't get any. Nope, none of that. No closure there. So there's another sort of gripe. That's okay though. And this is where I wrote: Here's the real Castle Rock descent into total anarchy everywhere and destruction. This is exactly what happened in the Dark Half. Or, uh, I'm sorry, this is what happened in uh, Needful Things. Mm -hmm. The entire town starts fucking killing each other. And this is... See, I thought it was just the prisoners. I looked at it as there's a shit ton of prisoners that just got out. Well, yes. And they're going to fuck up the town because they just killed all the police and who's going to stop them? I mean, technically, yeah. It is them and they're spreading out in the town. But, But once they spread out... The people have to defend themselves, so they're also killing the prisoners, too. You know what I mean? But that doesn't mean that the townspeople are killing each other yet. I'm yeah. just saying, like, shit goes nuts. Yeah. And that is that is one to happen in any kind of Castle Rock story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I actually think the Evil Things version of Destruction of the Town was meant to be King killing off the idea of ever using Castle Rock again. <laughs> and, of course, here we are. Yep. 
He didn't write this though, so that's technical. But anyway, he, he executive produces. Exactly. Um, he's making lots of money off of it, pretty mm-hmm. much. <laughs> so then we get odd flashes, exactly like the Henry Dad chase scene, and the kid is saying the same things that. But see, Deaver he's said. not saying it in a mean. See, he's just trying to be like, I'm not here to kill you. I literally just want to go back home. The problem yeah. is, is that he's saying the exact same thing that Crazy Deaver said to Henry when he was younger mm-hmm. of, don't want to hurt you, you know. But and, wh- and why do you think that is? You can say, I don't want to hurt you <laughs> to people and not be. But the same they're person. showing the. They're just showing the them back and forth the to reason, show you the reason why they're doing that is because it's fucking with henry's brain and now he has no idea what is right and wrong anymore well yeah it's fucking with us watching it too but no it's not i am on a very clear path <laughs> <laughs> but the the i think the intention is to show you that they're more exactly alike than we previously thought exactly, and they're the same person henry and henry no, it's 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 Deaver no. and the kid. Uh, he only said that because his dad said it to him in his reality. Our, uh, I mean, explain that further, if you can. Because they, they, they continuously say the same things together, like the Romans thing. Mm-hmm. Because they had the same conversations with their dad. Like, they both had the same conversations. Maybe. Their dad wanted him to hear the sound. Dad was, you know, hating on Ruth, like, and spewing all this crazy nonsense. Like, they, they both had fathers, like, the same dad dragged yeah. them out into the woods to hear this sound and had similar conversations. Well, I think as this evil, shape-shifting creature, <laughs> he is using that against Henry. Mm. He knows what his dad said because he fucking spent all week or whatever listening to those podcasts on those tapes and watching those home movies, he knows exactly how to get into Henry's head. If somebody was the devil, would they understand VHS tapes? Yes. They would understand how to work that? Yeah, because they're difficult and... (laughs) I'm just asking, because somebody who's been trapped in a cage for 27 years that is evil, that is not human at all, like, it's kind of surprising that they can then go research about somebody else for, like, an entire week. He has these abilities that allows him to adapt to humans. He had a whole other life. I know. We're we're so far off in theory land, though. (laughs) Like, we're just making up stuff. (laughs) Okay, let's get back to this. Ahem. That's where I wrote, and where we're getting the odd flashes between the two mm-hmm. and the chasing. That's where I wrote that I kind of knew this is where we didn't end up. The kid and Henry in the bluff somehow. I thought it was going to be the interdimensional switcheroo. Mm-hmm. It's not quite you. It's not that. Um. So the sound is intensifying. We get more freaking birds. Mm-hmm. A lot of birds. I know. Okay, this is an interruption. Will you stop it? You're going to get sprayed. Please stop it. He just wants to win his treat. <laughs> so, then we see young Henry uses uh, Danny's hiding the footprints trick from The Shining. Yeah. And this is a flashback back to when... Uh, Deaver is chasing him through the woods, and he's got a further ahead, far enough to where he can use that 
shining maze. Yeah, because he, he runs all the way to the cliff edge. Right. And then starts stepping in his tracks backwards. So then Deaver gets to the the cliff's edge and young Henry pushes his dad off the bluff and We see birds again doing like a weird cyclone motion. Yeah. yeah. So we're wondering like is that the doorway that we're talking about? Is that why the birds are all around this yeah. area? And you'll have to remind me exactly what happens here, but does, so does does Henry disappear at this point? I, it almost looks like it because you see it, it's like a flash or something. Well, they change angles, so it's kind of yeah. hard to tell if they're trying to say like he disappeared or if yeah. it's just the cliff's edge. So we're getting mixed messages here. I feel like that's probably where he disappeared. Like as soon as he pushed his dad off the cliff, like he disappeared somehow into the other dimension. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I buy the whole dimension thing still. Well, where did he go? I don't know. And I don't know if he even necessarily disappeared because I'm watching it. And I'm like, I have to ask you if he disappeared because I can't even tell if he does or not. But where did he go? The, yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, he didn't have frostbite. We established that way earlier on. I don't know. I don't know where he went. It's because he Maybe went he did. to the other dimension. Maybe there's another dimension and there's an evil creature. <laughs> Maybe we got all of it. It's a whole I, smorgasbord. I feel like... Poor Skarsgård is getting a bad rap just because he was Pennywise and he's an evil creature and like I don't he just think, is no. only an evil creature now. I didn't. I the didn't. Poor be, guy. That's not why I decided that. <sighs> he's just trying to live his life, <laughs> being Henry Deaver. <laughs> okay, so wait a second. So this is when we. No, see- we didn't mention earlier. We didn't mention this. This definitely, definitely moment that we have to mention before. Right, right after Willie dies, it's Henry and the kid in the police station. They're the only ones that are in that room together. Well, everybody else is dead. Yeah, exactly. Um, Henry looks at him and says, "You did this, right?" Mm-hmm. He said, "I think he says that exact line." Yeah, you he did does. This. And the kid pulls a gun on him because he wants to go home. No, here's what here's what no. he doesn't explain himself. He doesn't say I just want to go home like a normal person would. He pulls a gun on him after he says the line, "You did this." He already had the gun. I feel like him pulling a gun on Henry is an admission of guilt. No, he already had that gun. He knew that that <laughs> motherfucking Henry was not going to go because he is thick as shit in the skull and does not believe anything. I mean, and was like, if this motherfucker's going to find me my portal to get me home, my door in the woods, like, I got to put a gun on him. I feel like... Otherwise, it, he's not going to go. It could go... You're right that it could go either way. But I strongly feel like no, because him he, pulling the gun is, is... And not saying... And not no. responding to his question at all. Merely pulling the gun and saying, you're damn right. He didn't say this, but by him pulling a gun, it's like saying... Yes, I did. No. Now you are going to come with me or I'm going to kill you right here. No, he's not going to kill him. He never wanted to kill Henry. Henry's his only ticket back home because he's the one who can find the door. The reason why he didn't answer him is because that was a stupid question. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't need to respond to you did this because that was just stupid. He's like, how dare you? We've been through this. He didn't even say that. (laughs) Okay, so... Yeah, young Henry pushes his dad off the bluff. 
Henry wrestles the gun away from the kid. Well, they look, but they both look up and see a helicopter flying over. Yeah, that's and right. And that's when he tackles the kid and wrestles the gun away. And then yeah, they're out in the him. woods now, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so... And that's when he sees the, the split second of the monster face. But I think that's just because Henry's so close to the dimension lines that he's not seeing straight. I... No. Yeah. I don't think so. He's not seeing straight. I think he's like a shape-shifting monster. No. And, <laughs> and that... He looks like a he does he you gotta admit this though he looks like a dead version or like a halfway changed version of Pastor Deaver. His face definitely looks like Pastor Deaver in that moment. There's nobody else it looks like. Yes, I mean it's a very deformed. I'm trying to think of why I would think that it would be like that. I was just trying to think. <laughs> You're trying to think of an excuse to <laughs> get it to. I mean, why else would he be? Why, because his dad his was a monster. Because his dad was a monster. He his dad wasn't a literal monster. His dad was. He was going to kill his mom. That just means he's a. That makes you a monster. A warped serial killer guy. Not it makes a, him a monster. It doesn't make him a shapeshifter. If I if I killed somebody, I wouldn't be a monster. <laughs> People call you a monster, but that doesn't mean you're like. In the Twilight Zone. I'm just saying, he's all effed up in the brain. Like, he doesn't know what he's seeing. He's seeing, like, the weird bird thing. He's hearing the noises. The the trees are groaning again. Like, everything's weird. Everybody's seeing the bird stuff go on. All of his senses are just distorted. (laughs) He doesn't know what's going on. You're doing a good job of explaining this away. Thank you. But it's wrong. It's not wrong. Uh, So, let's uh, just cut that off there, saying that you're wrong, and that we move one year later. Which I feel like so is glad I got kind the last of word on a cop out. What's that? To be like the time one skip? year later. Well, they th- here's they don't show what happens. No, and in between, and we discussed so. this. We discussed uh, Nick and I discussed this last night. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only thing I can think of is he totally when the new cops came into town because all the old cops were killed. Mm-hmm. So when the new cops from the surrounding town, like town, came in, Henry must have been like, "No, I've just been chilling at home all night. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on in town, but it seems crazy." And they're like, "All right, thanks, Mister Deaver," and then peaced out because he's not in jail. He's still practicing law. Like, <laughs> well, here's the thing: is that we assume the entire police force is killed right so nobody knew that he was in jail exactly so he so gets off fine. yeah that's what i'm saying like he yeah. was just like no i was not i was not there right he never saw anything yeah so that it worked out pretty nicely for him it's convenient <sighs> jerk what a jerk <laughs> he's such a jerk so we go to the jerk and he's helping someone <laughs> so very <laughs> unjerk like of him um outside of court and he's now practicing property law so that's a little nicer kind of job than he had before uh then we go to ruth's house and it's christmas time and wendell visits henry at ruth's house mm-hmm. and then let's see he checks molly's and uh, molly is visiting her grandma Right. Yeah, she she now lives in the Keys and is a real estate agent. Right. But she still looks like she's dressed for Maine. Did you see? She was totally out of character, like the way she was dressed. Are you sure she's not still up in No, because they, they showed a commercial on TV when she was chilling with her grandma Yeah. for uh, real estate in the Keys. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe she's 
selling real estate out of town. Well, that's what I'm saying. She hasn't adjusted to the lifestyle. She still looks like... No, I mean like... She's moody. She's selling, even though she doesn't live in the Keys. Oh, no. Selling... Well, no, because Henry told her to leave the town and never come back. So oh. I'm, I'm assuming she's yeah, in Florida now. Yeah, that makes sense now. then. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so... Henry then visits Alan and now Ruth's gravesite. Apparently, she died only four months after Alan did. So, very yeah, but short amount In the of time. future, we're not there yet. She died February of 2019. February. Because of... Alan died October of 2018. Oh, okay. Yeah, Ruth, I didn't notice Ruth that died it was a different February year. February 13th, 2019. Got it. Okay, so. Yeah, so that sucks that Ruth died, mm -hmm. but. You know, it kind of is a fitting end for her story, though, because... <laughs> did she die, or did she, she just to... go over to the other dimension? <laughs> yeah, your guess is as good as mine. I don't know. <laughs> I'm telling you, this whole Ruth thing is just blowing... I just, I, don't I know. can't... That's the only tie that I still have that makes me believe possibly the other dimension thing. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so then we get some narration from Henry... And he says, uh, everyone has a story, a cage of their own making. Maybe something turned you into a monster. Maybe you were a monster all along. See, he was a monster all along, Henry. No, he's talking about the kid. No, he's talking that's about himself. See, this is the thing. You think he's They're, referring to himself? That's what I'm saying. He is so messed up in the in his brain now that he does not realize you're messed up in he's the brain. talking about himself. No, I guarantee other people will see this. Maybe. Other people will side with the kid. I think it's a pretty far stretch to think that a lot of people will. But, okay. <laughs> I, I wish people could see Debbie. Sure. Her arms are crossed. Her her body language is like mm -mm, I'm just so no. angry. Um, okay, so then we go back to Shawshank. Henry goes down to the basement of the basement. I was so mad. The kid is back in the cage. Back in his sweats too. Like couldn't yep. even leave him in better clothes. Nope. But he does bring him a Christmas present. Burger and fries. That is going to fuck up his stomach. He's going to have the shits in that cage so well, there's hard. A, there's like a there's a box of some kind. I in know. There. I'm just saying. <laughs> can you imagine how badly that would mess with your stomach? If he's a monster, though, it doesn't really matter. It does matter. He's not a monster. Oh, I thought you were going to say it does matter, even though he is a monster. <laughs> he's not a monster. I think he is. So, uh, yeah. So by seeing this Christmas gift, Henry's not totally without mercy. You gotta admit that. The kid questions Henry at every turn of this thing here. Mm -hmm. uh, says that he has doubts in Henry and what he's chosen to do, right? And um, he says that Lacey said this to him is that you forget which side of the bars you're on yeah, after long enough. He's like, how long are we gonna do this? Yeah, and he says, look how it turned out for Lacey. Mm -hmm. So he's really, really, really rubbing it in like, you're going to turn out just like him. You should just let me out. Yeah, because what else does he have going for him? Yeah, but okay. He's getting locked into a cage again for possibly another 27 years. He can go throw in a dick. All of this stuff that you're trying to posit, I think he would be a little more emotionally crippled. Like, 
I think that he would be showing more emotion than he is right now if he was legit. Just he would be begging Henry to let him out. He wouldn't be like no, because he begged for the first twenty seven years. I don't think he's he re- did. He's resolved now because when Lacey was going to shoot him, he was like, "Do it." I don't think we ever and saw him like show really any type of emotion at all. No, because that would have happened in the beginning. Remember when he was screaming to be let out of the trunk of well, the car? Yeah, like he that. did not want to be there. I I feel like he's been in the cage for so long that he's just like whatever. Well, I think that when he was in the trunk. He's just yelling because he knows there's another person there, and maybe he can trick them into letting him out. No, he's yelling because he just got thrown in a trunk. <laughs> I and mean, yeah, there's that. He too. was just living the best life ever on the other side. So, um, the kids' bullshit doesn't work on Henry. Bullshit being my mm-hmm. thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. We see a slow pan over the kid's face. We hear as as it goes to the credits. We hear a very evil-sounding creature noise. Yes, we do. You're just looking at me blankly. <laughs> I didn't hear anything. Uh, you didn't hear that? No, but I did see the weird, sly smile that the kid got oh, on yeah. his face. So, of, even though... And now we wait again for me to wreak havoc on this town until they finally fucking listen that I shouldn't be here. No, because he's a monster. No. And... <sighs> He knows he has at least trapped one person. I had no idea person. this show was going to tear us apart so bad. <laughs> <laughs> we were so good up until this one. I really liked you until today. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I think that he's smiling because he knows, even though he's trapped in this cage again, he knows he has trapped one person. He's trapped Henry into being his custodian guy, his watcher or whatever. And that's all he needs to stay connected to the world that he can potentially cause chaos again. That's that's what I think's going on here. I know. I just I'm really, I feel really sad <laughs> you for you. I was gonna say your tone of voice is like, yeah, and it's sad. <laughs> I'm gonna start crying because I'm laughing. Oh, it's funny though. Um <laughs> So, yeah, he likes being here now. He's like, well, I got Henry, so that's all I need, really. I'll be out of here. Just give me another 27 years. I'll be out of here again. I mean, he needs Henry to hear the noise. Maybe next time we'll get some clown makeup. He just needs Wendell. Live in a sewer. And eat children's arms. Exactly. Uh, so, this had to cheer you up, though. This post credit scene. This post credit oh scene my God, I love was it. the shit. I loved it so much. If anybody... And I know, like, there is people already griping about the last episode. That's fine. There is a lot of untied stuff at the end. So, of course, people are going to be like, meh, you know. Mm. But if you didn't like this post-credit Jackie scene, you got no heart. No. No soul. No love. No love. And we needed this because we needed some kind of wrap-up to Jackie. We had to wrap up to seemingly everyone, almost everyone. So... In this post-credit scene, she is trying to explain her story to a kid who's off camera for a little no, bit. No, no, she's writing a book. Right, but she's explaining it. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, explaining yeah. the premise to him yeah. pretty much. And he doesn't get it. <laughs> He's like, "Why is this interesting?" It's like a horror story. <laughs> yeah. And uh it's very funny and she names it um Overlooked. The Overlooked. 
Just overlooked. Yeah. And it's like. Which as soon as she said that, I was like. It's a very cheesy title for (laughs) sure. And Nick goes, what? And I go, the Overlook Hotel. (laughs) He's like, who's overlooked? And she's like, who do you think? You know? So anyway. um, And she says she's going to go west for inspiration. Well, I think she's going to go to the Overlook. Yeah, because she's got to go where it was started to finish the book. So I wrote next season's story. If so, yes. It won't be because it would not be a Castle Rock story if that was no. the case. Also, um, when Easter egg, I, I had a feeling the sticker she had on her laptop meant something because mm. it was for a radio station. And I when didn't. I and when oh, I you know what it might be King's radio. It station. is when I watched the um, making of the episode. Yeah, but yeah, it's for his WKIT station. That yeah, he I would I would so listen to that radio station all the time. Yeah, I don't know if it's still going. I think it is. And they acted like it was. I'm pretty sure they bought, like, you know, they bought the radio station and, like, ran it themselves for a long time. And then they eventually handed it off to some people that are still running it, I Mm -hmm. think. But the Kings are super charitable in their their town. You know what I mean? And actually in Maine in general. They built a giant baseball field and stuff. The King just goes and hangs out at. Well, because he loves baseball. Exactly. Um, Okay, so the behind the episode thing. This is what... They, uh, this is, let me see. Okay, so this is what the the creator said about it. That the final scene is Henry taking over Lacey's place, of course, mm-hmm. as a custodian of the kid in the cage. Um, and it's very much like King Stories in that it's an ending, but it's also could be a beginning of another story. It mm-hmm. leaves it open-ended so that more things could potentially happen. You know what I mean? It's a, it's also a jumping yep. off point for a larger tale, you know? Yes. And sometimes we get that continuation and other times we don't, you know? But I I do love that style of ending when it's written well. Once in a while, it's kind of clunky at the end mm-hmm. and it's just sort of like, well, this ended up weird, you know? But... Um, and my... I can tell you a really good um, example of that. Okay. Where they tried to leave it open-ended, but also give an ending to something. Yeah. Dexter. Oh, yeah. He's a fucking lumberjack. Right, right. It's like they couldn't commit to it, and you yeah. could tell that they couldn't commit to just killing off his character. So, like, with this ending, it didn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. It felt like, oh, we could get more? Yeah. That's exciting. Um, In my opinion, I really liked this ending. I did, too. Even with all the extra stuff that we didn't get, and I'm going to go down the list of kind of stuff that was listed on the fan page, but um, let's see. Okay, so here's some here's some things that weren't explained. Okay. The Molly and Ruth scene of Molly telling her that she left town. We kind of never really get a definite resolution of that. Well, we I- don't know for sure. What the explanation of the two worlds is, you know what I mean? Or if there is even two worlds. So that's a big one. To me, that feels resolved because I've just explained that away as she goes back and forth between the times. Sure. (laughs) But. For me, it's resolved. (laughs) Okay, we'll just move on then. Uh, Who Henry really is. The Um, devil. I think that it's our Henry, the original Henry, not not the kids' version of Henry, who not his weird ass story. 
You'd I rather think... have that one be not real where it was so happy. Everybody's like doing well and the town's prospering. No. Like, no, no, Castle Rock is not happy. Okay. <laughs> I don't care what version he made up. That is not what Castle Rock is. <laughs> he didn't make it up. He did too. Okay, no. so were the two worlds? Me, no. You, obviously, yes. Um, but they didn't explain it. So I would love to hear people's theories on all of these things, actually. Uh, just go down the list and answer them for yourselves and write them on the page, please. Jacole, I'm looking at you. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm looking at Me. Debbie, but I'm imagining it's Jacole. <laughs> anyway, did the kid really want to leave or did his plan on de- of destruction go as planned? He wanted to leave. Disagree. <laughs> think i think he just wants chaos i think he's just a creature that thrives on chaos and death and he got what he wanted and then he's back in the cage he's smiling at the end he still got what he wanted even though he's back in the cage doesn't matter to him he's a fucking immortal creature he didn't change one bit from the day he got there well neither did young henry when he was stuck in his cage yeah i don't i yeah the entire thing is weird what was the sound a thinny a doorway? Mm-hmm. You say yes. I say no idea. Um, Did, let's see. Did reality repeat itself like Ruth said it did? I think so. I mean, I think that the way if she there, perceives if there's, it. If there's multiple timelines out there, like if there's more than just the one. Yeah. I think even if, I think on my side of this, if there isn't different worlds or whatever two different dimensions then that's just how she perceives the world mm-hmm. so and she really does have alzheimer's right and she that's just she's convinced herself that it's crazier than it actually is and then you know she's become so disconnected from the chess piece stuff mm-hmm. that molly it takes molly telling her on the bridge the kid's story to be like oh that's different okay i'm in a different place. Mm-hmm. I should not jump off this bridge. <laughs> okay, and then is the cure is the kid pure evil? I say yes. No. Well, no, you say no. I say yes. <laughs> um, I feel like there's more evidence that he's a pure antagonist on the show. I feel like you're just trying to, to find to evidence. End. Just you just want him to be evil. Well, that's because it's correct. No, it's not. <laughs> okay, well, that does it for that episode. So overall, happy with this episode? No. Um. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just need to say, I yeah. wrote this down in between everything that was happening. Because this is just how this episode made me feel. Mm-hmm. And this is why I'm so dead set on my my ideas. Because I just feel so bad for the kid now. Yeah. So I wrote down, poor kid. He did the right thing. Um, in his timeline, right? He finds a child trapped in a cage. He does. Calls the police. The police come. He tries to help the kid. When the kid says he needs to go to the woods, he actually says, I believe you, child. Let's we, go to the woods. Can we yeah. pause this for a second? Mm-hmm. His words. So you remember you have to take him with a grain of salt. You can't totally trust it. Anyway, you... he says. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> he says. So he takes him to the woods, mm-hmm. <clears throat> right? Chases him. Mm. Somehow falls into the kid's reality. 
immediately gets like kidnapped himself and put in a cage for 27 years. Finally gets out. According to him. Sees the kid all grown up that he rescues, right? That he got out of the cage because his dad and his timeline was fucked up crazy. Sure, yeah, that's what what he said to Molly, but... And you know what? Our Henry Deaver in this timeline, not even a thank you. (laughs) Not even a thank you for... Thank you for saving me from being kidnapped for 27 years and putting me back in my own timeline and it was only 11 days later. Like, no thank you. No thank you for letting me live my life. No. Well, no, what does he do? He fucking traps his ass in a cage. Well, there's no thank. There's no time for thank yous when he's pulling a gun on you. He's pulling. That's because he didn't listen. To- I'm sorry, Lindsay's sleeping. That's when because his- he didn't listen to him. When his, when his head is changing into some kind of weird dad creature, Mm-mm. you think he's gonna be like, "Oh, by the way, thanks." No, because he's past that. He had his chance. This Henry had his chance. He didn't believe him. He's thick-skulled. So you know what? We got to pull a gun on you to make you take us to the woods so we can get back home. That's I'd, what he did. I'd, sorry, I just don't believe it. Mm-mm. I don't believe it. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because you love Skarsgård's butt? <laughs> no, it's because this show has completely changed my idea on Skarsgård. Like, yeah. his character. Like, they made me going from, like, what the hell is wrong with this kid to, oh, my God, this poor guy. Like, he did everything yeah. right on his end and got completely screwed over. I'm sorry. If you lived in Castle Rock, you'd be dead right now because because uh, the no, kid. No, I'd be killing everybody else, apparently. No, I'm just the kid like, would I'm, have like, killed you. No. Oh, because I would have touched him? Well, <laughs> okay, yeah, definitely. That's just saying, why would he kill me? <laughs> he would kill you because you have accepted all his massive shoveling of bullshit. No, you know what? I would have saved him, and he would have been very happy. And this is coming. And he would have said thank you. This is coming from somebody that last episode I believed the kid. I thought for sure we were going for the switcheroo. Okay, here we go. Happy ending. Everybody's going to be fine at the end of this. No, because people are going to go back ending. to their other realities. Maybe a couple people are going to die in the process, but we'll get there. The birds are definitely going to die. They'll probably kill themselves. Uh, they did. They really <laughs> yeah, flew they into, into windshields. Thing. We saw more of that. Anyway, um, okay, so that's a yes or no on like this episode. I liked it. It made me feel really bad for the kid. But And you did have reservations about it. Mm-hmm. But not as much not as much to gripe about on the, on the internet. No, I, I don't have issues with the way that they did the show. Yeah, you just don't like the treatment of that character. I don't like, yeah, I don't like the treatment of the character. Um, For me, I loved this episode. I thought it was a totally interesting way to go. I did not see it coming, so that get, no. that's positive points in my estimation. When I judge a show, I like it to go places that I didn't think it was going to go. True. I'm actually glad they didn't do the switcheroo because that is kind of the like easy route, mm-hmm. sort of. Of course, yeah. Um, that's the happy ending that everybody would have liked, and that's not, you know, I like I said last episode, leaving stuff sort of up for debate is also cool and awesome way to go. Um, it definitely is decisive. It makes mm-hmm. people not like shit, but it doesn't make me like not like shit. It makes me more attracted to stuff. Like, no, I agree. Everybody, you know, it's sort of like these superhero things. We finally got a superhero movie that ended with terribly, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, how could they end it like that?" 
and now we have to wait years before we get resolution. Yeah, because it's a drama. Yeah. And dramas sometimes don't end how you like it. And tough shit. Yep. Tough titty, said the kitty. <laughs> that brings us to our congratulations to who wins on the cat noises board. Oh, that would be Venom. That would be Venom by a long shot. Yeah. Venom. Congratulations. We would congratulate you in person, but I'm a dummy, and I forgot the recording device this week. I'll congratulate him when I go back home. Yeah, and then, you know, next time we podcast at your house, whenever the hell that's going to be, I'll give him a pat on the head, and you'll give him some extra treats for this. Mm -hmm. I believe that's what we said what the yep. prize was going to be. Extra treats for re rewarding bad behavior. Right. Yeah. Speaking of extra treats, we have to do a drawing, don't we? Yes, we do. Okay, so... I made this pieces of paper, and I think they're in my backpack. I'm going to go and look in my backpack. Alrighty. <laughs> you talk to the listeners about things. All right, listeners. So um, here's the deal. I am right in my assumptions yep. because he's not on mic to disagree with me. <laughs> I'm back. Hi. I'm going to edit some of that out, I think. No, I think it was great. <laughs> I really filled the void well. Well, you kind of did for half of it. And then, <laughs> then you're like... Watching me do stuff. Well, I was helping look. This episode is almost twice as long as normal. So, listeners, hey, look. You're going to have to wait, like, almost a month before you get the final season wrap-up group episode. So, you know. Cherish this one. Exactly. Maybe listen to it a few times. Really decide whose side you're on on this. I Obviously, had a lot of opinions. So. Yeah. And that actual wrap-up show might not happen because of the split up, I think, <laughs> between us. <laughs> <laughs> I think Debbie's more mad at me than she's letting on right now. I'm not mad. We'll see. We just um, can't be friends ever again. Until you this. leave my apartment and then you can be like, fuck you on the text. Passive aggressive text me. Be like, yeah, Un sure. Unfriended. Out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here is the drawing. Ooh. Drum roll? Yeah, do the drum roll. Do you want to draw it? Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> Debbie is pulling one name from the bag. And who is the name? The big winner is Albert. Albert? Wow. Congratulations, Albert. Albert Hofs H. Hofstetter? Hofstetter? <laughs> Albert H. <laughs> Congratulations. Albert, we're going to send you the Church Creed Memorial Award mm -hmm. for audience participation. It is an amazing amazing gigantic trophy yes except it's kind of small we're also going to send you some dvds we hope you have a dvd player still it is the green mile mm. and 1408 special blockbuster edition we're also going to buy you something whatever you would like tell us and we will buy that thing and we will send it to you within reason yeah, I mean, listen, don't get carried away, Albert. You're our friend. We want you to remain this way. Um, tell us which side you're on in the fierce debate that we had this episode. My side. Don't you want to be on the side that makes more sense? Don't My you want to be on the winning side? Winning side? Winning side. All right. The, I didn't know we were... The right side. <laughs> so... You're only right if you're a winner, so you no. this, is this sort of a Donald Trumpian thing oh God, you have no. going? Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking more uh, Charlie Sheen winning. Yeah. 
Because um, he's not crazy either. <laughs> no, that's correct. Uh, let's see here. Did I have anything else that I want to mention? Oh, also, I want to say this. The presence of Henry or the noise or closeness to the bluff stunted the evil creature's abilities to change into his dad, therefore explaining why we only see a half-changed version of him. No. So I just want to throw that in for a little bit of extra sauce at the end. No. Make sure people understand that that is the correct way Wrong. to view things. <laughs> We should close this episode out. Okay, so what else do we do at the end of the episode? I don't remember now. Well, we have no recap for next episode. Oh, that's right. No recap? Um, We're not. Yeah. <laughs> we're not. Okay, so here's what we'll do. Next time we can do that podcast thing is the first week of October. So we're going to aim for that. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. I still don't even know who's going to be available around that time. It's like a month away, so it's hard to really get people to nail down. Yeah. I'd like to get whoever is most enthusiastic about being on the show on the show. So let us know. Everyone still go to the Couch for Watchers page and let us know what you thought of this episode mm-hmm. and the entire season overall. I, we actually forgot to talk about our entire season thoughts, like what we thought overall, the arc of it and everything. Were well, you happy I, with I the kinda, whole thing? I kind of said, you know, at the beginning, I was one way with the kid, mm-hmm. thinking that he was an evil presence, but the series turned it around for me. Well, The way they wrote him and the way I perceived it yeah. was completely different from the way that you perceived it. Yeah, and I went... so for me, they it was like a total... You know, completely yeah. different from how I went, I went into it. I went evil all the way up until nine, and then I was like, "Oh, he might be good." And then ten, it was like, "Nope, definitely evil." <laughs> so, obviously, we have different opinions about this, but that's what makes that's what makes it a great show. Exactly the fact that they were able to end it with this last episode and cause such a debate with us. Yeah, and even you know, we got like a Twilight Zone episode, episode nine. Mm-hmm. Where everything is completely different and you're like, what the fuck? And then we get a Ruth episode where it's told completely out of order and yeah. it's very disorienting. I mean, they just did a lot of really cool things with the series. I'm excited for it to come back because it is coming back. I just have no idea in what capacity it's coming back. Well, they did say on the behind the scenes thing that there will be characters that come back in. Interesting. Not, I, I don't think it's going to be any major I feel ones. like we're going to be following Jackie. Like, we're going to go wherever she goes. Again, cool. she's not going to be a main character. She's yeah. just going to be in the sidelines. But I feel like maybe maybe she's like our travel guide. I would love to see more Jackie. You know, like she's our tour guide between the seasons. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for it, whatever it's going to be. Um, For now... Check out WatchersOnTheCouch.com <clears throat> for Jimmy and Mike's breaking, uh, or no, it's Better Call Saul podcast. Yes. And uh, that show's really good this season, too. So go and check out their podcast. They joke around a lot, just like we do. And they have a really good time, and it's fun listen. So check it out. <laughs> also, Tim made t-shirts. <gasps> he sure and did. we plugged those on the, you know, the Facebook pages and stuff. So check that out. If you like to support the show. And if you like t-shirts. 
And if you like Amazon, go mm-hmm. to baconandnays.com slash Amazon, click through the link, and that shoots a couple of pennies our way whenever you buy your normal stuff. So thank you, everybody, again, for your entire seasons of listens. Yes, we appreciate it. We so appreciate it. And we will see you next uh, time we podcast. I guess yep, October. Next time. October. <laughs> we'll see you when we see you. <laughs> And this is an awkward ending. Goodbye, everyone. (laughs) Goodbye. Green bean. Bye-bye.